This is Acts chapter 5. <clears throat> there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some of their property. He bought part of the money, brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said to, to Ananias, Why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished, and after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do such a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, How could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they'll carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. The apostles were performing many miracles and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats, so Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those who were possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. The high priests and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail and brought them out. He told them, go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they were told and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council and fully assembled all the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. When the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported, The jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside, but when we opened the gates there was no one there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with the startling news, The men you put in jail are standing in the temple, teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid that the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priests confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, he said. <coughs> Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority.
The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on the cross. Then God put him in place, the place of honour at his right hand as Prince and Saviour. He did this so that the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey him. When they heard this, the High Council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee called Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, Men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was that fellow, fellow Thaddeus, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was <coughs> Judas of Galilee, he got people to follow him, and he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone, let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it's from God, you will not be able to throw them. You may <coughs> even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple, from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. This chapter make a great episode for the Chosen series. It's crammed full of epic action. Two people drop dead for dishonesty. Loads of people get healed. The teachers of the new church plant get arrested. An angel appears and they are teleported out of the prison. They take a risk and go back to the biggest tourist attraction and talk about Jesus again. The Supreme Court meets without the defendants being there. They get arrested again and put back in the dock. An unexpected barrister successfully argues for their defence. They are released, but still given a mandatory flogging, and the apostles go back to talking about Jesus. Just imagine for a moment that you are a new Christian at the time all this happened. One of the 3,000 who believed in Jesus for the first time only a couple of weeks before. What's going through your mind? What have I signed up for? Would it always be like this? Can I deal with this sort of risk? And perhaps the biggest one of all in this Eastern society, can I accept the disgrace for the sake of Jesus, as in verse 41? So what about us lot in Loughborough in 2024? Well, I came to the conclusion that believing Jesus is not a hobby, it's not a new lifestyle, it's not just a reasonable philosophy, is not a culture that I've joined. For me, it's got to be all of me. My heart, my mind, my strength, or nothing. Just like it was in Acts chapter 4. I hope you'll join me. Here's a little prayer. Holy Spirit, help me to overcome my fears 
and go all out with you. Amen.